You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about your need to be in control and why it is killing your growth. All right, before we get into the episode, make sure you've headed over to NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners on Facebook and you've joined that Facebook group if you're a gym owner. If you're a coach, join our Coaches Collaboration Group and you've headed over to Next Gen Owners. Dot com. You've signed up for our blog and you've learned how to join the academy. If you are a gym owner, we would love to have you join us. All right. So being a business owner attracts a lot of people who like things to be their way, right? The need to be in total control of all aspects of the business creates so many problems for owners though. And I've had the opportunity to work with owners who struggle with this and they're struggling with the result of their need to be in control, which now we have to kind of backwards plan and work backwards from that issue. And I'll be honest, I've been here. I've literally been that person. As a coach, 90% of what I do is try to get people to not make the same mistakes I did or if they've made those mistakes, get through them much faster than I did so they don't have to learn through that painful process of kind of figuring it out on their own and and having to kind of suffer through that. So that's part of my job as a coach. And it's actually really satisfying because I get to take the experiences that I've had and help people grow from them so they don't have to experience them themselves. But This need to be in control is a very, very common thing with gym owners in the cheer and the gymnastics industry. And really, that's also because a lot of gym owners were coaches. And what does it take to be a great cheer or a great gymnastics coach? An unrelenting desire for perfection, an unrelenting desire to allow people to be lesser than what they're capable of being. So you have to have this fierce attention to detail and determination to make sure it is absolutely perfect, which doesn't always lend itself well when you are a business owner. So there are really three things that control kills that then overall negatively impacts your business. Number one, control kills corrections. Number two, control kills time. And number three, control kills your employees' morale. All right, so let's break each one of these down and talk through how it does that and why it is such a bad thing. So number one, control kills corrections. Well, we all need corrections as a business owner. We all need to get better and learn and be corrected. And it's funny because as business owners, like I said, most of us were at one time coaches, but we as owners don't want anyone to tell us how to do things or why we should do things a particular way. And what we're really doing is we're resisting corrections. Now, sometimes those corrections are really bad advice. Um, They're in fact horrible advice. And I've done an entire episode on three pieces, or I think I did uh, five pieces of business advice that needed to die in 2022. But there are oftentimes a lot of corrections that you are getting that you're ignoring because your need to be in control makes it so you cannot take that correction, makes it so you cannot implement that correction because that would be giving up some of the control. 
This is why it is so important that you as a business owner have a coach. You have someone in your corner who's giving you those corrections and you're trusting them, giving up some of that control so you can receive the correction, right? There's a reason that some of the greatest sports players of all time have coaches, right? If LeBron James has a shooting coach, I guarantee you that LeBron James probably shoots better than his shooting coach, but he still has a coach because he still needs corrections. Even though he is one of the best shooters of all time, he still needs someone to teach him. He needs someone to let him know when he you know, didn't position his hand correctly and that's why he missed the shot or let him know that he is not setting his feet before he takes that jumper. Whatever it is, you need a coach to tell you those things, which means you need to give over some of the control of those corrections. And if you have to be in control at all times, it is going to kill your ability to take those corrections. I see this even more often when it comes to people's staff. Business owners don't want to admit that their staff have a good idea. And so when a staff member comes and says, hey, why are we doing this this way? The initial response of the owner is to get defensive. And what they're really getting is they're getting a correction, potential, potentially from that staff member. And that correction can lead to amazing growth. But because we need to be in control and we need to be the one who's noticing that thing and making that decision, we then shut them down instead of allowing them to give us the correction and grow from that correction. So having that need to be in control of all aspects, especially when it comes to allowing our employees to give us feedback, is really killing our growth as a business and as a business owner. Number two is control kills time. As you all know, if you've listened to a number of these episodes, I'm all about time management. And I'm not perfect at it. I'm always trying to get better. But if you have to be in control of all aspects of your business, you have to be hands-on all the way deep into each decision that is made, deep into everything that goes on in your gym, you're going to be in charge of doing everything. You're going to have to be on top of coaching most of the classes, most of the teams, running the business, responding to emails, doing all the billing. And very, very quickly, you're not going to have any more time in the day to dedicate to the things that you need to be doing. And so your desire to be in full and total control of everything that you do and everything that goes on in your business is crushing your time. It is what is making you feel like you cannot accomplish anything else. And it's because you have to be in control of every single thing. And you will find that when you don't, it actually frees up so much time and you will get that breath of fresh air, that freedom to do more things, do things that you didn't even know needed to be done because you're not having to do every single possible thing. So you don't always have to be in control of each individual aspect within your business. Now, that doesn't mean you've given up all control. You can actually control things without being on top of them and micromanaging. I am in control of my business. That doesn't mean I micromanage it. So I have people, I have managers who are in charge of things. I have a front of house manager. Am I still in control of the business even though 
my front of house manager runs the front of house. She runs our front desk. She runs our class enrollment. She runs all of that stuff and she does it masterfully. So am I now not in control of that? No, I've delegated it to her. I supervise. I give her taskings. I tell her what I need to get accomplished. And then I allow her to do those things. So she has control over her piece of the pie while I have control, ultimate control over her. So that is how we become better owners who maintain control over our business while delegating down to our subordinates. And it makes a huge difference in freeing up our time. And then lastly, control kills your employees' morale. And it does it in two ways. Needing to be in control kills your employees' morale by one, making you be a micromanager. No one likes working for a micromanager. It's absolutely miserable. I've worked for some awful ones throughout my time in the military and also my career in law enforcement. I have had some managers who have been absolutely horrendous. You couldn't do anything without them needing to be on top of you and knowing exactly what was going on and tell you that, you know, that one widget needed to not be here. It needed to be two inches to the right because that's the way it needed to be, even though it made no difference. Or, um, you know, this report that you wrote, well, I don't like the way you wrote it. Well, did you get the information you needed? Yes, but I don't like it. So fix it. Now you're going to, they're going to micromanage you and make you rewrite that report or make you redo some sort of piece of social media, right? If you're so controlling over everything that if it doesn't look exactly like you did it, you then are right on top of people and you're not giving them any sort of autonomy and freedom to learn and grow and get better. You're micromanaging them and it's going to it's just going to murder your employees' morale. No one likes working for a micromanager because you don't feel like you are of value. You feel like they are just trying to make you a, uh, a robot that is executing things exactly as they would with no freedom and no creativity. I can tell you my class director, he would absolutely hate his, he would quit if we micromanaged him. If we did not give him autonomy and give him some freedom and give him some ability to be creative, he would hate his life. That's just his style. He needs that, that freedom, that ability to, to grow and learn and get better. And if we don't allow him to do that, he's just going to be miserable all of the time. All right. And number two is it makes it so your employees don't feel like they have anywhere to go within the company. If they feel like you have to be in control of every possible thing and there is no capability to get up to a managerial position, get to a director style position, there's no room for growth, then what is the ultimate, like what are they doing? They're just going to do that for the next 30 years, they're just going to be in the exact same role. So you have to be able to give control away in certain things. You have to be able to trust other people to do certain jobs and that you may have done yourself. You've got to be able to give up control in those aspects to show them that there is room for growth. There is room to improve within the company, improve their status and become more critical to the things that are going on. Because some people don't always just want to be a coach and that is all they are. Now, there are some people who are totally happy to just coach. That's all they want to do. But oftentimes people are going to want to see that they can progress. And maybe it's that coach who wants to go from level two to a higher level. Or maybe they've coached tinies and they really want to coach a junior team. And you just, you coach the junior team so it's never going to happen. Well, 
that can be really disheartening for your staff. So you've got to be paying attention to that and being attention, be paying attention to, do you have to be in control of these things? And if you do, or if you are in control of them, is it sucking the life out of your employees? Simply admitting you need a coach is a huge step in the right direction of giving up a portion of control. So if you think you have a major issue with this, my number one piece of advice is you need to join the academy and you need to get on -on one-on-one coaching because your coach is going to hold you accountable to not micromanaging your staff. They're going to hold you accountable to giving up some control. They're going to hold you accountable to your time management and making sure you're not doing all of the things. So you need to have a coach in your life, especially if you struggle with control in your business and needing to be in control of all the things. That's one of the most rewarding things about being a coach. I've, I've talked about a number of rewarding things, but it's really rewarding to have people trust me enough to give up some control over their decisions and say, you're going to do X, Y, and Z before our next call. I'm literally giving them assignments. I need you to do these things. And they're trusting me, even though that may not be the route that they would have gone, they're giving up some of that control to the coach and they're listening to those corrections and they're making those corrections. So if you have struggle with this, I really recommend you get a coach. Being in control of yourself, however, is one of the most important things that you can accomplish as a business owner. Being in complete and total control of yourself, your reactions, and your actions. This will actually allow you, if you are in control of yourself, to give up control and fight those self-doubts and fight those urges to take things over because you are in control of yourself. You have good self-control. And when you have that good self-control and you can give up some of those things that you felt you needed to be fully in charge of to other people, you will find yourself feeling more free, more, uh, you will be more happy, you will feel more fulfilled, and you will not believe how much of a breath of fresh air it is when you don't feel like every single thing rests fully upon your your shoulders and without you, the entire company will crumble. So leaving this episode, I know it's been a quick one, but leaving this episode, I want you to turn to determine where, if anywhere, you are overly in control and what negative impact it is having on you. Are you not open to corrections and new ideas? Are you doing all the things and therefore not accomplishing half as much as if you were delegating and supervising? Are you such a micromanager or controller that your employers, or your employees feel stifled or that they have no room to grow within your company? Whichever one you fall into, reach out, get a coach, and let us help you. If you cannot get a coach, then I want you to write down somewhere very visible, very, very visible, uh, like in your bathroom on your mirror, write it uh, next to your computer monitor on a sticky note. You don't have to be in control of everything. And then from there, I want you to write down the things that you could give control of up, things that you would be comfortable giving up control of to another person, to delegating. And then you're going to figure out how to delegate it to that person. Now, I've talked about it before. 
Delegation is not abdication. Delegation requires clear direction and supervision and assistance. If you simply go, I don't have to be in control of this, here, you do it, and then you do nothing else with it, you don't supervise, you don't check in, you don't give them clear left and right boundaries, what's going to happen is they're going to fail, and then you're going to go, see, I knew they couldn't do it by themselves, now I'm going to take it back over, and you're just going to be more rooted in your control. So if you're delegating, you need to make sure you delegate the right way. This is, again, why I recommend you have a coach who can help guide you through that process because it's not super easy. It's a real challenge if you've never really delegated things to other people before. All right, everyone, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. It has been an absolute blast talking to you about control and all of the issues it can cause in your business and for you as a business owner. If you're looking for another great podcast to listen to, especially over this uh, holiday break, check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. He's got a bunch of great content on there. If you've never listened, man, there's a ton of episodes you can go back and listen to as well. Uh, So make sure you check that out. With that, I really appreciate you all being here. I appreciate your support. If you know of any gym owners that would benefit from listening to this podcast, send it to them. Share it with them. The more people that hear this episode, the more people that are listening to the podcast, the more businesses that are growing, the more that our industry will thrive as a whole. So I want to thank you for listening. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.